Good evening, Path to Warren podcast. This is Matt Warren. This is episode 256. Today is Friday evening, September 10th, 2021. It's about 9.30 at night. Before I head to bed, I wanted to share um, some positive things that have happened this week and get current on a couple things. The first one is... I'm going to lead here with my weaknesses as they teach in recovery. Leading with my weakness. um, Today I got my COVID shot. First round of the Moderna COVID shot. Arms a little sore. Got it on my lunch break at the local CVS. Many of you might be saying, why did it take you so long to get the COVID shot? And the answer is not very clear, but I've had a fear of shots since I was little. Um, I used to be forced to get allergy shots. I'd have to get two shots in in the arms, one in each arm. Um, Every week I would have to go and get these allergy shots. And I just grew into a tremendous fear of shots. and besides that, uh, everything that I've been hearing and uh, thinking uh, about this whole COVID situation is that you know people that are unhealthy and not eating correctly, um, out of shape, and are not uh, living the best life as far as uh, physical, mental, spiritual aspect are the ones that are getting the COVID. And I don't know if that's true or not, but I have read several things about how if your immune system is built up, um, you're able to fight off these type viruses and pathogens. So I've been under the mindset of I'm going to take the high road and try to eat the best that I can, work out on a regular basis. And it's just gotten to the point where I need to take it. You know, our, my daughter, our daughter's kids have parents that are, um, they were reluctant to, reluctant to let our daughter have her friend over their daughter to our house this past week if my parents were not vaccinated. And of course they were vaccinated, but my wife didn't reveal to them that I was not vaccinated because they wouldn't allow their daughter to play over here probably. So it's just, I just think with travel, I'm going to have to eventually have it anyway. So I'm just tired of hearing about it and worrying about it. But I, I had been praying in my prayer journal many times over the last month or so for willingness you know in recovery they teach us if you there's something that you don't want to do but you need to do like make an amends to somebody or do something that's right the right thing but it's hard to do um, mentally they suggest to pray about it for two weeks every day for two weeks and pray for willingness. 
That's what I did. I didn't pray for two weeks, but I have been praying on and off about it. And so I just decided when I got back from Atlanta that I was going to go do it today on my lunch break and knocked it out. So I'm glad that I did it. I'm glad it's over. My arm is sore, but took a few Tylenol. I'm sure I'm going to be fine. Uh, on, a, on, a, on a lighter note, on a better note, um, this past week and last weekend, it's been crazy. I was asked to speak at four different groups in recovery. Um, just to recap, you know, Monday I spoke on Labor Day at 10 a.m., at a, a debtors anonymous meeting, and I spoke for 15 minutes um, about my experience, strength, and hope. I shared a lot about how my what I call the PRG dashboard, the the pressure relief group. You know, once a month or so, I have a pressure relief meeting with a group of two men who have been in the program longer than me. Uh, they're both in their probably 50s older businessmen, self-employed businessmen, and uh, they help me with my numbers, and and I go through trends, and uh, just go through through the entire income plan, spending plan, debt repayment plan, and uh, savings plan, and when I'm going through those with them, we talk about whatever two or three pressures that I have that month financially um, and in hopes to get a little bit of encouragement and wisdom from those guys on what to do and what's the best next step to help relieve some of those pressures. A a lot of times when people come into recovery, they have what we call the shit wave, (laughs) for lack of a better term. Uh, I think it's kind of a funny term, actually. But, you know, there's this wave of just poop when you come into recovery. People don't come into these rooms batting a thousand. Uh, Normally there's issues in all areas of their life, including money. Um, So just because people are sober in the program, in any program, doesn't mean that the stuff that happened prior to getting into recovery it doesn't mean that that stuff stops. A lot of times there's this tidal wave that hit, that hits um, the first couple months or year or so of trying to get clean and sober. And so anyway, going on three years of sobriety from alcohol and drugs, I am, a lot of that is way behind me. In fact, all of it's behind me. Um, I'm not dealing with any of it right now. There's still some stuff out there as far as financial debt that I'm working on, but I've got a plan for that and working on implementing that real soon. So I got asked to speak on Monday to that meeting. It went very well. Um, The day before, Sunday, I was asked, let's see, no, uh, the the day before that, um, Friday, was it Friday? Friday night I was asked to speak at 6 no, excuse me, Saturday (laughs) Saturday I was asked to speak um, at 6pm on Tradition 9 
at the Sex and Love Addicts Anonymous meeting and I shared a little bit about my experience with giving service and what the the tradition step uh, the tr- tradition nine meant to our group that went really well that was a uh, 15 minute qualification and then Tuesday night when I got home from the beach Tuesday night I was I had been asked on Monday to speak on Tuesday um, to the group and it was pretty good the topic the topic that I was asked to speak on was a, a part in the book that I have not spoken on yet about it's um, from page 124 from the big book it says cling to the thought that in God's hands the dark past is the greatest possession you have the key to life and happiness for others so that topic um, I, I pulled out the big book and read from page 124 a few paragraphs before that or a few sentences before that and spoke about uh, how the my dark past that I swore I'd never talk to anybody about <clears throat> after I started talking to my sponsor about it through the process of the steps of taking a inventory in step four sharing it with somebody in step five um, soon you know all of these things that I had buried the hatchet on in my mind saying I was never going to talk about um, those short enough were probably the issues that caused me to drink and drug and spend money and uh, act out so by the by the the process of working these steps though I don't have those secrets anymore they've been shared multiple times now um, through the act of giving service and and so I don't carry that baggage anymore and you know it talked about that that's that's the greatest possession that I have and that is what will provide the key to life and happiness for others um, and trusting that it's in God's hands that I'm not going to be it's not going to be used against me in some way um, so that talk went really really well on Tuesday night to a men's group uh, there were probably 27 or 30 guys there <clears throat> that was a face-to-face meeting the other two were zoom meetings which I really love and they, uh, again they were all men um, the one on Sunday the traditions meeting it was uh, uh no, excuse me, I didn't speak on Sunday. I spoke on Saturday. The traditions meeting probably had 45 guys on it across the world. The the one on um, I don't know, I'm getting them confused. The point is it was probably a 125 people or so, 150 people maybe between the three different meetings. Uh that's some pretty serious service <laughs> and I'm just grateful that 
my higher powers able to use me on those situations. Tonight, I was sharing in the meeting. Um, it was a 6 p.m. meeting. I was sharing after the meeting in the parking lot, as we call it. And one of the main hosts texted me and said, Hey, Matt, would you be willing to speak at the tomorrow night at the 1030 meeting? This meeting is, a, it's a men's meeting, but it's a Turan meeting. <clears throat> so I've attended this meeting twice before, but it's a, it happens on sun, on Saturday nights at 1030 Eastern. But the 1030 Eastern is like 730 Turan time. So Turan is, uh, it's actually located over near Iraq. Um, um, I, I'm actually trying to look it up here. It's, I, I, I know that it's near Afghanistan and Iraq. I'm not sure exactly where it is, but I'll know more tomorrow. But that that meeting is a 25-minute qualification, and it touches on the sex and love component. It's an SLAA meeting out in in that foreign part of the world. Um, a little bit nervous about it, but these there's a interpreter who's one of the members of the group who speaks really good English and um, also speaks Turan and another language. Um, he translates. So I'll say a sentence and then pause and he'll, he'll translate and then I'll say a sentence and then he'll pause. And, and it, 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 it's about 15 minutes worth of sharing my story on how I got sober and I think a lot of what I'm going to talk about is how, you know, my onion, if you will, they always say in here, recovery is like peeling back layers of an onion. And, you know, just to recap from earlier, earlier podcast, my onion consisted of the outer layer being drugs. Uh, I had to get off of marijuana. I had to get off of pills, uh, mainly being Adderall, Xanax. Um, once I knew I had to get off of that, my next goal was alcohol. It, it didn't take long between the time I got sober off of drugs to realize that I needed to also try to get off alcohol. I got off of that. Then I gained 40 pounds and pretty much overnight, I swole up because I was eating uncontrollably anything and everything I could eat I was just cramming in my mouth and it was ice cream and cake and candy and pizza and fried foods and comfort foods and anything to to cope and take the mind off of wanting to drink and drug um, so I, t I attended Overeaters Anonymous meetings there for a little while via listening to speaker tapes and listening to this app called Audio Joy, which has some good speakers. 
on there. The Audio Joy app, it, you know, you could go and look under addictions and hear all kinds of speakers based on whatever flavor of ice cream, <laughs> based on whatever flavor of addiction you're struggling with, you, you could go to that app. Um, so I listened to a bunch of speaker tapes on how to, what tools those guys were using to, to, uh, stop filling the void with food. Um, after that, I realized I really had some serious money issues. So March, um, 2019, because I got sober March, 2018 from drugs and alcohol. March 2019, I decided to get serious about my money. I, I started going to Debtors Anonymous March 2019. That was the date of my first personal financial statement. Um, and I started tracking my net worth, and it was negative, negative 300,000. Um, once I got a handle on the money and started to track the net worth every day, once I started to track my expenses and my income in my journal like I was told um, things started to look up you know I stopped debting I stopped borrowing money I stopped I cut up all my credit cards I got out of debt um, from active debt the debt that I have now is non-active debt it's debt that I need to take care of from five years ago that they pretty much have written off I'm not going to pay them Um, that's from the, the solar business I had but all of the active debt that was either tied to my wife, my wife's credit or my credit, um, we took care of. We paid off 68 grand in 15 months um, by working the program. Uh, once I started to get a handle of the money, I realized I needed to get off porn. So I looked up the sex and love addiction uh, program and realized that that I had been hooked on porn since a little kid, uh, since first being shown at around age 10 or 11 and needed to work on that. It's something that's always been there. So that was a, that was a deeper core of the onion that was deeper than anything else that I'd you know, been struggling with. It's pretty hard to have a a it's pretty hard to have a relationship with a higher power one minute when the next minute you're acting out with you know something in the gutter such as porn yeah I mean it is what it is there's millions of people around the world struggling with porn addiction um, so that's why I give back to those programs. And so I'll, I will speak tomorrow night. I told my wife about it. When I got home from work, I said, you won't believe this. I got asked to speak at a 1030 meeting tomorrow night, which is way past my bedtime. I'm normally way in bed by 830, nine o'clock. Um, but I'll figure out a way to stay up and um, give this talk, which I'm excited about. Um, Every time I share in a meeting like that, I, I, I gain something for myself and it fills me up spiritually to uh, give back like that. So it's been a great week. And, and not to mention all that, I was asked to 
to sponsor a guy this week. There's a guy um, in California who is a um, he's a, a film editor and works with many films. He's he's working on a documentary right now that's going to go to or not a documentary, but a film that, like an indie film that's going to be on Netflix. Um, but he's in California. He asked me to to be a sponsor, so I'm working with him. There's an, another guy who's a movie um, producer, uh, script writer that I, I talked to a couple times today, back and forth. He's struggling with some things. Um, it's just good to be able to have people call me wanting to know what I would do. Um, so there's many other things, but it's getting way past my bedtime. I'm ready to go lay down and rest and enjoy my family. So hope you have a wonderful night. And remember, as Mama always says, make your contribution. Have a good night. Thanks.